Before we jump into this episode, you know that I love collaborating with other business owners because the more we support each other, the more we will collectively grow. And that's why I want to tell you about an incredible event that I am thrilled to be part of, hosted by one of our wonderful podcast guests, Wendy Collier. You're invited to experience Ticket to Freedom in its 10th season. This free event is a virtual learning retreat with business building and spiritual growth gifts where myself and a panel of other heart-centered, high-integrity leaders are helping you fulfill your purpose, grow your business with authenticity and soul fuel, and attract more soulmate clients without sacrificing what is most important to you or spending your life on social media. And you know I am all about all of those things. So head over to wendycollier.com slash Kelly to save your free seat before registration closes on May the 7th. That's W-E-N-D-Y-C-O-L-L-I-E-R.com forward slash K-E-L-L-Y. When you're thinking about your marketing, instead of thinking about I have to be on social media and I have to be not just on Instagram, but TikTok and Facebook. And then I have to be on YouTube and maybe I should start a podcast. And how do I do email marketing? And you're so overwhelmed by all these things. Just go, do I have something that I am doing intentionally inside of these three categories? This is the Entrepreneur School Podcast, where we believe you can run a thriving business and still make your family a priority. This show is all about supporting you, the emerging or early stage entrepreneur on your journey from solopreneur to CEO while wearing all of the other hats in your life. My name is Kelly Sinclair, and I'm a brand and marketing strategist who started a business with two kids under three. I'm a corporate PR girl turned entrepreneur after I learned the hard way that life is too short to waste doing things that burn you out. On this show, you'll hear inspiring stories from other business owners on their journey and learn strategies to help you grow a profitable business while making it all fit into the life that you want. Welcome to Entrepreneur School. Okay, I am here with a very practical topic for you today. I want you to be able to leave this podcast with a really clear idea of the ways that you are doing your marketing and why. So this episode is all about three types of marketing that you should be doing. And before I dive into what the three types are and examples, I'll give you lots of examples of each of them. I want to like break a bit of a misconception that is always out there, which is that the type of marketing you do, which I'm going to put words into your mouth, is what you think of as like the tactical thing, the like the social media or the website or whether you're on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, that you think that that is the most important piece of the puzzle, but it's not. (laughs) So there are certainly platforms, and again, like okay, these are words I'll use interchangeably. Certainly, tactics. Tactics is the like the place, the medium. And I've said this in other episodes. There's three M's when it comes to marketing, and that's market, message, and medium. Which means you need to know who you're talking to, 
what you're saying and where you're saying it. And our tendency, especially without a marketing background, is to be like, and people always ask me, Kelly, where should I be marketing myself? And that is really less important than understanding who you're marketing to and what to say to them that is actually going to connect, build relationships, and ultimately get to a place where you can convert them into customers. So you have to have those pieces in place. But I'm still going to give you this lens to look at how you're marketing, because I think it's important that we understand the intentions and that we have something that we're doing that fits into each of these three buckets. And that's very on purpose because marketing is about getting people to buy from you. Like that is the end goal. The end goal is that you get a customer who gives you money and then you have a business, right? Pretty basic. So that's the end goal versus like, and I have a public relations background and communications degree. So generally speaking, the goal with any type of campaign that we would do with a PR lens would be around shifting beliefs or behaviors or getting perspectives to change. That would be the goal. The goal in marketing is to sell something, right? And that's what you need to do to have a business is to be able to make a sale. So I'll tell you what the three categories are because I know that you're like, just get to the point, Kelly. (laughs) And the three categories of marketing, and this is what I would put in any custom plan that I would work with you on building is to have something that you're doing in each of these three areas. Number one, attraction. Number two, nurturing. And number three, selling. Okay, so let's dive into what each of those things mean so that you can figure out if you already are doing something in each of these areas, which yay you, let's double down on that. Or if you need to make sure that you're doing more in one of these areas that you're maybe skipping over. So the attraction marketing is really important because this is how you broaden your pool of people, how you get more people to know who you are, how you expose yourself to more of an audience, and then ultimately collect those people in some kind of way that you can then build relationships with them. So it's very important that any type of attraction marketing you're doing has some kind of call to action where you're inviting people to continue to have a relationship with you, which means you are inviting them onto your email list, which is the ideal place that you would want. So you'd want to make sure you have a tool or a mechanism in place to capture that, meaning a an email service provider and you have some kind of a a gift that you give them, which we also call a lead magnet or a freebie. And then you are able to have them in a database of some kind, which again is managed through a lot of different softwares called email service providers. And you can you can look them up. There's a bazillion types. Uh, for I'll give you a recommendation for free. MailChimp is pretty darn good. Uh, Flowdesk, I've heard a lot of good things from people who like to use that. And it's a really inexpensive tool. And if you want to get a degree in email marketing, then you can try Active Campaign, <laughs> which is very complex, has lots of great data and analytics is what I'm using now, but I found it very challenging to get up to speed on how to use the technology. So there's a little side note on uh, recommendations for those things. So 
Attraction marketing includes things like speaking. Um, If you like speaking, if you like to be on stage, whether that's in person or on a podcast or um, on a virtual event or on videos or doing IG lives with other people, these are great ways for you to get exposure to a new audience. And again, don't forget to invite them into your own audience. That can technically, you can technically say that inviting them into your audience is asking them to follow you on social media, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute as far as like social media and its effectiveness and you being able to break through the noise of everything else that's happening on those platforms. So ideally, again, prioritize having a way that you are going to manage email marketing. I'll do a whole other podcast on this because I feel like there's still people out there who go, isn't email dead? And it's like, no, 40% of the people who are in my email list open my emails. In social media, I get like one to 2% of the people who following follow me engaging in some way with my content or even seeing it really. So it's quite a lot better to be focusing on the inbox because that's where people are actually still thinking that they're doing work right? Their mindset is like, I'm reading my emails. This is work and they'll do it. So side note on that. Other things that fit into the category of attraction are events. So you either you hosting events where you're bringing people in and then you're able to start that relationship or you're going to networking events where you're meeting other people and putting yourself out there. Doing podcasts again is one of the ways. So like you speaking on other people's podcasts Oh, and collaborative marketing. So email list collaborations, you may or may not have seen that this is a thing where you can actually either pay or do just like a trade-off with somebody to get them to send an email to their audience and promote your thing. So whether you're hosting a masterclass or you have a free download that you want to give them and there's a mechanism in place for them to now become part of your audience through somebody else who has, of course, you need to make sure an audience that would be uh, relevant to you that you could serve. And then social media, I will allow it on the attraction category because there are times, there are there are ways that people can find you and come into your world through your content on social media. So I think social media belongs there, but I also think social media belongs in category two, which is nurturing. So your nurturing marketing is where you add value and build relationships with the people who are in your space. And that's where they get to know you. They hear your story. They start to appreciate your expertise and see you as an authority in what you do. And you share tips, tools, perspective shifts, ideas with them, and build those relationships because we need a place like, like the reality is not very often does somebody find you and like want to buy from you immediately. You need time and you need content and sharing in order to take them on that journey from like cold to sold. So the idea is that you're you know, sharing stuff with them that they need that's going to help them 
move forward in their journey that's going to ultimately um, get them to want to buy uh, what you have or work with you in whatever capacity it is that you work with your clients. So ways that you can do that are number one and my most favorite, highly recommended. If you do nothing else, please, please figure out how you can incorporate email marketing into your marketing strategy. Because like I said, I have been consistently emailing every single week, at least for five years, I don't know. Um, And that is the one place where I know people are actually seeing what I'm saying. They're actually resonating. I can see they're clicking like the, the systems tell me this information. You can get statistics from it. It's it's uh, it's easy to validate that the effectiveness of that compared to your social media, for example. So definitely thinking about how you can email people regularly, what you can be sharing with them and how you can be adding value and building that relationship through their inbox. Other ways to think about nurturing is definitely all within like the content strategy, like the type of content you create. So you could have a video show that you do on YouTube. And again, people can find you through YouTube, but they can also follow you and build and deepen a relationship with you through YouTube. Um, So think about that as an option. The social media is nurturing. I think about it as nurturing like that you're probably talking to a warm audience most of the time when you're putting stuff on social. It's people who already know you a little bit and are there to get to know you more and ultimately move along that spectrum in their journey of of seeing your value and wanting to work with you. Having a podcast, this is a space where I am nurturing you. And uh, also you might notice that I take this content, I post it on social media, and I send it out through my email list. So you don't have to create new stuff for the various different channels that you might be using that fit into this category of nurturing. You can just repurpose it. Very, very good idea. (laughs) Saves you a lot of time. And again, like a blog. So uh, my podcast goes onto my website into a blog. So it's all of these things, really. It is a nice, magical tool. Um, If you want to learn more about podcasting, send me a note. I have a fantastic resource um, who manages my podcast, who I would be glad to bring on the show if that's of interest to you. So let me know about that. So that's basically what to think about in terms of nurturing. So you're asking yourself, how can I be constantly adding value, showing up, reminding people that I'm there and building relationships with them? Which takes me to the third part of the, the third piece of the third type of marketing that you need to be doing, which is uh-huh, selling. <laughs> so ultimately, you have to be making offers. At some point, you can't just be like, oh, I hope you love all my free content and that like somebody's going to reach out and just ask how to work with you. Like that does happen sometimes, but you have to say, here's how you can work with me. Here's the thing I have for sale. Here's the workshop I'm doing next week. Please come, you're invited. Like buy now, like do the thing and and give them the option and the, the method for how to do it, the call to action for the sale. You have to actually make offers and have some tools in place that allow you to sell things. So this is why I thought about putting website into this category. Your website is 
a place where people come to learn a little bit more about you, but it should be a tool that's helping you sell, which means that you should have some kind of system or payment processor or whatnot that is linked into your website that allows people to buy by clicking. Um, As easy as you can make that, that's the better because any sort of resistance or challenge that people have, like you think about it, if you wanted to buy a shirt, but you had to pick up the phone and call the manufacturer and then ask them to mail it to you, and then you had to go to the post office and pick it up, you'd just be like, man, I don't want that bad. <laughs> we're lazy people. <laughs> we need to be able to do things like in the moment when we're emotionally connected and have made the decision, I need to be able to go click now, buy now, and have it be done. So again, that that depends on what you're selling um, and the price point and what it takes for people to actually be you know, ready to buy it. But having the tools set up that makes it really easy for you to collect money through the internet, through your website, um, I highly recommend. And I actually, I'll put a link below because the tool that I use for my online programs and digital products is called Thrivecart. And it's a very robust shopping cart tool that allows you to collect money online. And uh, it's a really good one-time fee price. You have to connect your payment processor to it. So you're still going to pay transaction fees on that, but uh, you buy the shopping cart and you can install it into any kind of website and you can use it forever for a one-time payment. So I'll put my affiliate link below. Um, Again, that is just saying that is an affiliate link which means that if you do decide to buy it, I will get a cut, a commission, which is awesome. So thanks thanks in advance. If you want to talk about it, please send me a message on Instagram. So a few other things that fall into the category of selling is launching. So when you put together a full campaign around selling one particular product or service. So that's going to be a combination of different marketing tools, such as getting more exposure through doing collaborations, doing things like speaking, going to events, hosting your own event or masterclass, or doing um, email marketing and social media, all of those things together. Because the end goal of that period of time is going to be you're asking people to buy from you or work with you. Ultimately, hand over their credit card in some way, shape, or form. Um, A place that you can do this on a regular basis is, is in your Instagram stories. So if you have a product, like just talk about it more. <laughs> if you look back on your last week on Instagram, did you tell anyone how they could work with you or what they could buy from you at all? Yeah, I bet the answer is probably not because we tend to get uncomfortable in that situation. But the reality is that's how we grow our business. And when we grow our business, we're helping more people. So keep that in mind. Like people cannot get the help that they need unless you offer to sell it to them. Okay. So remember that's your responsibility. Email promotions, speaking and doing collaborations are all other ways that you can be making offers. Sometimes there's opportunities to do email collaborations where you sell something. Um, Again, this is just about how you make a deal with somebody else and say, Hey, I'll, I, I have this audience. I think they would really benefit from what you have. Um, Let's do some sort of like affiliate JV kind of deal with each other to promote each other. And that can work really well because you're borrowing the trust 
uh, that that person has already built with their audience because they're saying, hey, people who love me, I I love this person. And I respect them and I'm going to show you show you who they are. And so that like reduces the window of time that it takes from them to just get to know you, to be able to trust you and then ultimately want to buy from you. Um, yeah, so collaborations are huge uh, and you can sometimes get paid spots on summits that where you pay the host to be able to sell something. Um, so lots of different options like that. But just to like simplify this all and to summarize this for you, when you're thinking about your marketing, instead of thinking about, I have to be on social media and I have to be not just on Instagram, but TikTok and Facebook. And then I have to be on YouTube and maybe I should start a podcast. And how do I do email marketing? And you're so overwhelmed by all these things. Just go, do I have something that I am doing intentionally inside of these three categories? What am I doing to attract new people into my world? Because we always have to be growing our audience in order to be able to grow our business. What am I doing to nurture the people who are here? Because everyone's going to be on their different timeline in terms of how long it takes them to be ready for what you have to offer them. And how am I making sure that I am offering them something, that I am actually telling them how to work with me? Because if you don't do that, they're not, they're not going to figure it out by themselves. That's your job. You have to tell them how to work with you. So I hope that you found this helpful, this sort of different way of looking at a marketing strategy uh, in a way that can be less overwhelming for you. It's simplify it. If you literally only do three things, you have one attraction strategy, you have one nurturing tool, and you have one way that you sell and you connect them all together, you can be testing that and seeing how it works. Like if attraction for you and what you love doing is going to networking events and you manage to like collect a lot of business cards and like build relationships, you go on with your bad self. Keep doing that. If you're looking for a new way, and actually I didn't even mention advertising, but ads can definitely be used in the attraction piece to like generate leads. Then you just double down on doing your ads if that's working. If it's not working, look at something else, right? And give things a little bit of time before you change them. Because when we change our our strategy and our approach, like every 30 days, you're not going to get enough data to know whether that was actually working. You're just impatient. Uh, and I say that with love. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If something resonated with you, please, please send me a message. If you have any questions about what we talked about here today, let me know. I do actually do like strategy calls with people to help you figure out what would be the best way for you to actually market yourself. Because the thing that frustrates me the most is when somebody goes out there and they say, here's exactly what you need to do and follow exactly my steps. And then you're going to have amazing results too. And it's like, that's great. Thank you. I'm so glad that you were able to achieve what you achieved doing what you did. But there's so many factors involved here. And one of those factors is whether or not you actually want to do that thing. Like if I said, my business blew up as soon as I started a podcast and you're like, no way am I ever going to do a podcast, then don't. <laughs> like, There's other people who have very successful businesses without any of these things. They are old school. Like they get word of mouth referrals. Their entire business grows from customers. Like there's a lot of different ways. So 
everything has the potential to work for you. And if you want to know how to customize that truly to you, please send me a note and we can work together and do a strategy call. And I will give you a beautiful little document with your custom marketing strategy right inside of it. Until then, go out there and do the thing. You did it. You just listened to another episode of the Entrepreneur School podcast. It's like you just went to business school while you folded your laundry, prepped dinner, or picked up your kids at school. Thank you so much for being here. I want to personally celebrate your commitment to growing your business. You can imagine I'm throwing confetti for you right now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed and let us know you're listening by screenshotting this episode and tagging us on Instagram. Head to entrepreneurschool.ca for tons of tools and resources to help you grow your business while keeping your family a priority. You can subscribe to our email list and join our community. And until next time, go out there and do the thing.